Welcome to Tax Breaks, the Moody's Tax Podcast, where you find informed discussions, lively debate, and sometimes a little lighthearted fun around tax issues in Canada, the United States, and around the world. Good day, and welcome to another podcast of Moody's Tax. My name is Kim Moody, and I'm the CEO of Moody's Tax, and I'm here with my trusty colleague, Kenneth Kung. Hello, everyone. Kenneth uh, is one of the smartest tax people in Canada. And, you know, lately, Kenneth, that, you know, over the last, Jesus, how long has it been? Nine, almost nine months now of the pandemic, not quite nine months. Today, we're recording this on like uh, November, November the 24th. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like we've been podcasting and writing about various emergency subsidies of some sort for the last nine months. And today's Another edition of <laughs> another <laughs> subsidy, another subsidy yes. and so, and this one uh, you spent a lot of time on, and it's the new Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy, which has received royal assent mm-hmm. on what? November nineteenth. So just last week, and and we already have a uh, or we already have an amendment to the to it. We already have an amendment, <laughs> and which we're going to talk about. And so, Kenneth, you've released a. Uh, a blog, or not a blog, well, I guess a short blog, and mm-hmm. along with this podcast, and one of our firms, which you're famous for designing these, these trusty flowcharts on mm-hmm. how this new subsidy works. So why don't we start from just a high level? Why did, did the government need this new or uh, subsidy, Canada Emergency rent, rent Subsidy? I thought we already had a subsidy for mm-hmm. rent, the Canada Emergency Commercial Rent, secret yes. or whatever. Yeah, secret. I well, can't even remember what the acronym stand for. But. Yeah, me, me, me neither. <laughs> uh, but Secra was not very popular. In ter- the uptake for Secra was very low. And one of the reasons is that Secra was a... The way that worked was the government provide a forgivable loan equal to 50% of the rent um, of uh, receivable by a landlord. So the the subsidy is to the landlord, um, but then to qualify, the landlord have to agree to to reduce the rent by seventy five percent. So right off the bat, the landlord is taking a twenty five percent haircut, and the landlord is uh, will be the one to assert that their tenant meets various requirements, such as the revenue decline test. It's pretty hard for landlord to sign an assertion that their tenant meets certain revenue decline when they don't control the books of their tenants. Right. And so, um, and by the way, I just looked it up because I couldn't, I was having a brain cramp and I think you too, but Canada Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance, CICRA. Yeah, and the, the fact that neither of us remember the full name shows, <laughs> shows you how little anyone has actually used this. I think we had one client <clears throat> I'm aware of that's used it. And I know there's some other practitioners who've had spotty mm-hmm. pickup from their clients, but I think you're absolutely right. And and I think part of the problem was that the landlords and the tenants had to ultimately enter into an agreement together. Mm-hmm. And that's challenging during these t- tough times. And so so then out comes uh, the announcement for uh, this new subsidy. And what do we think, Ken? What, what's the guts of this? Like, um, is it mm-hmm. better? Yeah, yeah, it is better in terms of we don't. It is directly subsidy to the tenant. You no longer have one party 
trying to sign uh, sign uh, a statement relating to someone else' financials. So they, and, can, so they mm -hmm. can go ahead and apply for the subsidy the tenant can without the involvement of the landlord, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Well, right off the bat, then, that's better. Yes. Right? And the other thing is it builds, even though it is complicated, at least it builds off of uh, existing infrastructure, which is the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, or CHOOSE, or CUES, uh, Revenue Decline Test. So at least we're not reinventing the wheel here. Right. When I read the legislation very quickly, and I know you spent more time with it than I have, it very much does appear to be, you know, mm -hmm. using the infrastructure that's already there. Yeah. Oh, and I should point out that even though it is called the Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy, it actually provides subsidy both to the tenant and for entities that are um, owners of building. But as I will explain later, uh, there is a very important carve-out for rental buildings. So if you're a landlord that owns rental properties that you rent to third parties, uh, do not get too excited about this. This doesn't apply to you. Okay, well, why don't we start there then, Kenneth, because you've given us some, at least some hints. What, uh, what do you need in order to... So I'm a tenant. Let's say I operate a restaurant business, mm -hmm. and my business has been very devastated uh, because of significant declines in my business. Can I apply for this? Well, what's the criteria? You likely can. In fact, if you had, if you had a payroll number on March 15, 2020, um, there's up some other conditions uh, if you don't meet that, you don't, if you don't have a payroll number, but let's assume you do have a payroll number on March 15, 2020, and you had at least 0.1% or just more than 0% of revenue decline in your current or prior choose or wage subsidy claim period, then you likely qualify. Hmm. Okay. And what else? What are some of the... Mm -hmm. So if you qualify, then of course you will have had, uh, had to pay rent on... So what's called a qualifying property. And what's so what that? is a qualifying property? Which is, it is someone, it's some, it's a property that is located in Canada that the entity rents or owns um, and is used, used by the entity in the course of its ordinary activities. And it cannot be a home. It cannot be a place of residence. Um, so if it is, I guess, if it is a work-live unit, um, you may be out of luck there. Is it an all or nothing thing? Like what if I have, you know, rent the space and then, well, I guess that's, I'm probably answering my own question here because I know that, you know, some people live above the restaurant, for mm -hmm. example. Um, does that work or no? Probably I, not. I think it's uh, prorated, but we'll have to see on a case-by-case -case basis. Right. Fair enough. That's kind of a crazy question I asked in mm -hmm. any event. So what? any other things, Kenneth? Yeah. So <clears throat> if you have qualifying property, and you, let's say you, it's a restaurant that pays rent, and you had some revenue decline, you, you, you qualify for something, uh, for some amount of SERS. The okay. next question is determine how much SERS or uh, rent subsidy you will qualify for. So is there a floor <clears throat> and a ceiling? There is, there is a ceiling, 
if you the, the maximum rent subsidy is 65% of the um, <clears throat> of certain amount of rent you pay and you reach that maximum when your revenue um, decline of your current or prior claim period exceeds 70%. Ah, so we're back to a common theme from choose. We've got to calculate our revenue decline yes. is what I heard. Yes. So for example, if I'm doing general method, same month last year method of determining revenue decline um, for my choose. Mm -hmm. So for example, I am now in uh, November uh, and the month of November 2019, I had, let's say, $100,000 of revenue. And for November 2020, I now only have $20,000 of revenue. So my current claim period for this November period, which uh, is so-called period 9, which actually is uh, wage or rent paid during October 25th to November 21st, then I will qualify for the <clears throat> max rent subsidy percentage, which is 65%. Okay, but just stop there for a second, Kenneth. You, mm -hmm. Again, you've, you've talked about period 8, period 9, period 10. Those are certainly uh, periods that we're familiar with in, in the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. How did the legislation work? Is it on a prospective basis? Like when's the first timeline, or does it go back to March 15th? No. Um, yeah, good, great, great question. The first period for which rent is um, or, or property expense and is entitled to rent subsidy, SIRS or rent subsidy is period eight, meaning it starts September 27. So September 27 is the effective date. True so effective if I date. had, so really it's on uh, September 27, which is in the whole scheme of things a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what about all the rent that I owe for prior periods and, and I didn't enter into SECRA? Am I screwed? Or does that form part of the rent payable that you're going to talk about? It, it, yes, you are screwed. It, it, you, you do not. For the rent, you can't for SERS, the rent subsidy. It must be rent paid in respect of that claim period. Right. So in respect of period 8, okay, starting so. September 27th. So if I don't qualify for SECRA or if, if ultimately I'm just not going to be able to enter into SECRA. And the SECRA is to the landlord. Right. Landlord of a rental building. Right. But at least I could get some rent relief indirectly. Oh, indirectly, yes. Right. With the landlord, yeah. But if I don't qualify for that or, sorry, if I don't get into, uh, into if the land, If the landlord did not get into agreement with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I'm just out of luck. For, for rent payable before, before September 27. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> so... So I heard, uh, so you've explained about the revenue decline, yep. a little bit of the eligibility. How do I get my money and what, right. how, how do I calculate that? So we talked about the rent subsidy percentage, which at the maximum is 65%. And then there's a sliding scale down if your revenue declines less than 70%. Um, <clears throat> uh, but you need to have at least more than 0% of revenue decline. Uh, but let's say you do qualify for the max of 65%. Then... We start looking, then we, the next step is how much qualifying rent expense do you have? And if you are a rent, business renter, qualifying <clears throat> rent expense simply is simply the uh, rent paid in respect of the claim period. But up to $75,000 per qualifying property. 
per claim period. So that means per if, qualifying mm -hmm. property, what does that mean? That means if I run, if my entity runs three restaurants at three different locations, even though it, it might be owned by the same legal entity. Correct. Oh even, wow! Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So at, I, let's say I, I do pay seventy-five thousand dollars rent per location, and I have, and my revenue decline is seventy percent or more. I will be able to claim. 75% or or sorry, 70% or more for each property? Uh, for, my, for the entity as a whole. For the entity as a whole. Ah, gotcha. Then I get 65% multiplied by $75,000 multiplied by three per claim period. But to be ultra clear, because you already said it, the revenue decline test in order to get eligibility is on the legal entity? Is on the, yes, okay. just like wage subsidy. Right. It is the same calculation as wage subsidy. But sounds like more flexibility, at least on per property rent, uh, to calculate the subsidy. The um, yeah, the more property you have now, there is a max which I will get to. Okay. The more, pro but let's say if I've, if you have free property, they should all qualify up to seventy five thousand dollars per property Great. per claim period. Great. Which is quite lucrative. What if I start, and maybe you're going to talk about this later, but what if a new business, mm -hmm. you know, I can think of a client that started a restaurant and, you know, they started this January and uh, it's in a new entity. So mm -hmm. there's really no reference period in terms of revenue clients. Yeah. Good How thing you said January, though. If they started in, if they started before March 15, 2020, they will still have a prior reference period. For them, they will be using the alternative method of comparing to average revenue for January and February 2020. Okay. But what, but what restaurants, are, what what businesses are, are out of luck are those that started after March 15, 2020, after COVID has started. Those really don't have any reference period. Right. And and none of these subsidy is meant to cover them. So if you have a company. <clears throat> Let's say it's a restaurant business commingled with a grocery business, for example, in the same legal entity. Mm -hmm. Let's say the restaurant business is butterflied out to new restaurant company. Mm -hmm. And let's say it's done in August of 2020. Mm -hmm. Now what? There's no reference period, what I'm hearing you say. Or do I understand that correctly? Um, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. but there, There is now no reference if you spin out, if you spun out the restaurant, there is now no reference period. Um, there is an, there is a revenue continuity test on an asset sale. Um, now that one have uh, its own particular rules as well, which um, you may or may not be able to meet. But the the biggest risk for doing that is also there is an anti avoidance rule of if you try to do anything to reduce uh, your current period revenue uh, in order to increase your wage subsidy and now uh, the rent subsidy, that would the CRA will simply ignore the revenue decline, not give you a subsidy for the period, and charge you a 25% penalty. Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay, I'm throwing you off here. There's lots to talk about. So mm -hmm. what else uh, do we need to know about this new rent subsidy, Ken? Right. So as I said, there is a maximum. 
if I have a one hundred restaurants, all paying seventy five thousand dollar rent, I does that does not mean I get um, sixty five percent multiplied by seventy five thousand multiplied by one hundred, and that is because <clears throat> there is an overall limit of rent total rent expense of up to three hundred thousand dollars per claim period. Per Which, legal entity? Per legal, well, good good question. Uh, you have to share that $300,000 limit uh, with the whole associated group, the whole affiliated group. Affiliated, okay. Interesting. So if I have, let's say I have 10 entities I control, and each one of them has a restaurant, the, they, the whole group have to decide which of which entity will will be able to claim uh, the rent subsidy and the total rent on which I claim a percentage on cannot exceed $300,000. Okay. Interesting. That's still fair. I mean, it just seems to me that for the average business owner, that's pretty lucrative. Yeah. $300,000. Yes. Yeah. And I, I haven't even talked talk about the top-up. Ah, let's talk about the top-up. Yeah. So what is that, Kenneth? So if... So if you have just if you simply have revenue decline, you are eligible for this rent subsidy. Rent subsidy, basic rent subsidy I just described. However, if you have a qualifying property that you rent or own, I will talk about ownership later, that is subject to what is called a public health restriction. A public health restriction means a provincial or federal order has been issued in response to COVID nineteen with respect to this property and and which non-compliance will result in some kind of offense, penalty or sanction by the government. And and that this decision this order wasn't because you previously violated an, an, a, a previous order. And this order required that some some activities that you would otherwise be engaged in uh, in connection with that property will have to cease based on the type of, acti of activity, not just the extent of how much you can perform that activity or the hours. Um, <clears throat> and that cessation was at least for at least one week. And at least 25% of the entity's revenue for the same month last year, uh, the prior reference period, was earned from or in connection uh, to those restricted activities uh, from that property. Now that that <clears throat> do make um, trying to meet that test and trying to prove that at least twenty five percent of your revenue, same month last year, was from those activities that are now um, you're now prevented from doing in connection with that property. Maybe tricky. Yeah, that right? seems rather. <laughs> that seems rather open to a lot of interpretation. Yeah, but if you do meet all that, your this build this qualifying property is now subject to a, what is called public health restriction. And if that is the case, on top of the regular rent subsidy, you get an additional twenty five percent on. On um, on with respect to that property, twenty five percent of what? Twenty five percent of the 
uh, rent total rent expense for that property, hmm. and that is that is not limited to three hundred thousand dollars. Interestingly, so hmm. theoretically, let's say I do have one hundred restaurants, and all of them are subject to public health restriction. I get to claim regular rent subsidy up to sixty five percent on only three hundred thousand dollars of rent, but I get unlimited uh, unlimited top up subsidy, which is twenty five percent of my total rent for my one hundred locations if they are all subject to this so called public health restriction. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty lucrative from the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Well. Yes, but hopefully you are not in that situation where your oh, building exactly. is subject to public yeah, health exactly. restriction. That there's a reason why it's that much because you 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 are your business is hurt a lot when, right. when that happens. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, what else should we know, Kenneth? I'm just looking at the chart that you designed here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I should also point out, as I mentioned a couple of times, this is not just for renter. Let's say my business. I own I let's say I own the building in which I run my restaurant. So in this case I'm not renting it from anyone, but I can still qualify for rents this source if my if I had a revenue decline. And <clears throat> the calculation of the rent subsidy percentage of up to 65% is still the same. I still look at my revenue decline and see how much revenue decline I had. Um, but I calculate my SERS based on that percentage of up to 65% multiplied by uh, my mortgage interest, insurance expense, and property tax paid in respect of that claim period. Mm, okay. And the, the rest of the mechanics are the same. It's just that instead, if I don't rent and I own the property, it is mortgage interest, insurance, and property tax. Hmm. Um, but as, as I said, doesn't apply to landlords who are uh, who run this as a rental property. So, <clears throat> if you own this building um, to run a business that you own or that your your corporate group owns, uh, then it's okay. You can claim this. But if you own this property simply to rent to a third party, you do not get rent. You do not get service. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And the theory probably is your tenant will be the one who is claiming service, getting that government money to pay you the rent. So you so you shouldn't be entitled to claim it again. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what else? Anything yeah. else, Kenneth? Well, one, one last thing is that new amendment that just came out, I think yesterday. Yeah. Um, November twenty first. So one of the <clears throat> criticism of this legislation um, politically is that when they design a rule it says to qualify it needs to be rent paid so <clears throat> all this rent subsidies rent subsidies calculated on rent paid um, the the politicians pointed out that hey if you're really hurting and you have no money to pay the rent then you don't qualify for this rent subsidy so um, the liberal government tried to correct this legislation while it is still in the House of Commons, um, but because of procedural issue, they weren't able to. So they passed the, the legislation got passed as is, 
Um, but on November 21st, they released an, a small amendment to this legislation that says, um, for purpose of calculating SERS, um, any any rent or mortgage, mortgage interest insurance property tax that is payable in respect of the claim period will be deemed to have been paid as long as you actually pay it within 60 days of getting your SERS money. Hmm. Not getting your SERS money, but as 60 days within the government giving you, issuing you the SERS money. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So what happens if you receive the CERB, if I understand that correctly, what happens if you receive the money from the government but don't pay your rent? Then the, then automatically it is not deemed to have been paid. Um, and just for, I guess, for greater certainty, they even added an extra sentence in this amended uh, legislative amendment to say um, that deeming provision that was just mentioned is uh, will, will have no effect if you don't actually pay that rent. Right. I, I saw that. You and I read that. Um, that's not sure exactly why they had to feel compelled to put that in, but I guess for greater certainty, it doesn't mm -hmm. hurt. Um, interesting. Okay. What else, Kenneth? I know we're running a long one here, but... Yeah. I, so I, I guess one parting, one parting summary comment is if your business qualify for wage subsidy it likely also qualify for this rent subsidy unless you are in a pure rental business. So other than that, you should take a look at this program and don't miss out. Great summary, Kenneth, and well done as always. And and uh, I probably have got nothing better to add to that, so why don't we end it on that? And um, actually, maybe one last comment uh, or just uh, comment from you. Is it as tough as a read of the legislation uh, as choose? You know, when I read it, it was like, oh, my God, this is complicated again. Yes, um, it and, is. And um, have you have you played around? I, and I agree, by the way, but you've spent more time with it than I have. But what's, what's your view of the administration? Because I know that uh, the CRE opened up the portal, I think it was last Monday. The Was it this Monday, like yesterday, the 23rd? Uh, for applications, and have you heard just anecdotally how that's going? I have not. Um, it is complicated, so people will have to work through how it actually works. Um, but, but lucky for our listener, you will be able to see a link to our flowchart. So hopefully with the flowchart um, redesigned, it gives a logical way to understand this legislation. Um, and as I said, it fortunately, it, the most difficult part, which is calculating rent, uh, revenue decline, that is based on the same system as uh, the wage subsidy. So in terms of administrating it from the government point of view, once the auditors are trained up to understand the program, I don't foresee that much complication uh, like, of course, it would be complicated to determine, like to figure out how much rent you act, you you're subject to, and and uh, if you're the owner, how much mortgage interest and property tax and insurance is in respect of the claim period. Um, but they they should be able to work that out. Okay. Well, good. Well, thanks as always, Kenneth. You're uh, 
your efforts are certainly appreciated. And for our listeners, thanks for listening and have a peek at the flowchart. And I really like some of our uh, listeners and observers. Sometimes they point out uh, um, errors that we make and, uh, and improvements that we could make. And so if you're one of those astute listeners, please feel free to reach out to Kenneth and or myself, and we'll be happy to try and improve as we can. But in the meantime, hope, hopefully this helped a lot. Thanks a lot, Kenneth. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye.